Hello and welcome to Electric Virgins, a podcast brought to you with Green Flag that puts celebrities into electric cars for their first time and then finds out what they really think of them. I'm Ginny Buckley. And I'm Tom Ford, but not the good one. So, <laughs> Ginny, let's not waste any time this week. Who is our electric virgin? So, I guess this week is a man who has pretty much covered every base in the entertainment business. You have to be a bit more specific than that. He's probably best known for his music career. He is one of the best known at radio DJs in the UK. He's even played sport to Elton John. What? His initials are TA. <laughs> Come on, Tom. Uh. I know. Go on. I know it is. It's that guy from Spandau Ballet. It's Tony Hadley. Oh, you are so rubbish. Tony Hadley. It's not him then. No, it's definitely not him <laughs> then. Okay, our guest this week is the multi-talented and all-round entertainer and music man, Mr. Toby Anstis. Of course! Yay! Gold! Ooh, Always believe in your soul. soul. Oh, oh. Yeah, how did you, how did you not recognise the voice? It was wife? the laugh that put me off. He sounds like a murderer. <laughs> In a nice way. Oh, Toby. Nice to meet you too, Tom. Yeah, are you, how you doing? Are you sure you want to do this podcast? Should we just, you know, do, I can't do, do wait you want to leave do now? It. Now you've started talking, I totally recognise it. It's what's really weird though is when people sort of uh, come up and say, Oh, you're that guy off heart. And you think, Well, hang on a minute. How do you recognise me off the radio? <laughs> it's like, yeah, what? yeah. Maybe because every time I go on the tube or anywhere near London, I see your face. Your face is all over the all over London on billboards. That's probably a giveaway. I can only apologise for that. I know. <laughs> they were only going to last for a month. And a year and a half later, we're still getting a little bit of promotion for the show, which is great. I'm not knocking it. Toby, you <laughs> and your voice may well be familiar to most of yeah. London and everybody, and me, actually. And the world. But we've got to ask you some questions. So yes. tell us about your relationship with cars. Are you into cars? Do you like cars? Yeah, no, I do. I mean, I'm not a car fanatic, but I do... You know, I do like driving and I've probably sat in and driven and owned most cars that there are ever since <laughs> I've got my first car. That's quite a wide. <laughs> so do you, do well, actually, no, do you know what? That, that's probably a bit of a generalisation. I've not actually driven a Rolls Royce. I've not driven a Bentley. I've not driven a Jaguar, which I really want to j- drive an XJ6 um, and, an X- and I want an XJS. Oh. But ever since I was sort of 18, 19 and I moved up to London and... There was a really nice car dealership near me, and I always used to cycle by and look at the cars in there. And I had just a rubbishy little. What did my first car? It was like an MG Metro was my first. Wow! <laughs> and you're still here. Remember the black one with the, the MG did a Metro, Ooh. yeah. And um, anyway, I eventually traded that in, and then I got, an, I think, for a VW Golf. And then every sort of four or five months, I got bored of the car that I was in, so I'd drive out there and speak to Barry that owned this dealership in Chiswick. And I'd, get, I'd look around. He said, oh, go and have a look around, see if there's anything you like. But like being in a candy shop. And I'd then go and see, oh, I quite like that one out the back, that Golf GTI. So I'd, I'd then trade that in, lose a load of money. Six months later, get bored of the Golf, trade that one in, lose a load of money. Barry's laughing all the way to the bloody bank. And I, he knew it. But over a period of years, I had like a different car every four or five months. Good man. But I never had any loyalty to any one particular brand. I think at some yeah. stage, I really wanted a Mercedes and I wanted an SLK, but I had no money. That was pipe dreams at the time. But I sat in every Golf. And Seat and <laughs> Fiat and all those little cars that were just about affordable uh, over a period of time. Yeah, I love cars and I love driving. Well, thank you for agreeing to go electric for us. Um, and I guess we ought to reveal to everyone the car that we gave you. We know music and yeah. sound, they play a massive um, part in your life, don't they? So you're all mm. about mm-hmm. music. All about the tunes. So we wanted to find you an electric car that sounds good in quite a few different ways. So we agreed that they don't come a lot better or louder than the Ford Mustang Mac 
Eve. Everything with yes. Ford on yes. it is good. And it's absolutely brilliant sound system. So let's have a listen to your first impressions when you saw the car. It's beautiful. I mean, I don't know why I'm surprised. It might be electric, which shouldn't mean at all that it's going to look any different to any other car. It just looks better than most other cars. <laughs> just looking around it now, I mean, it's just gleaming in the sunshine. The next thing is to chuck my golf clubs in the boot. I'm off to play around the golf and I'm going to thoroughly enjoy driving this beautiful thing down to Henley. <laughs> Did you think electric cars had six wheels or something? The thing is, because I think what I was trying to convey and probably didn't convey very well is that I think all of us that have been driving petrol cars, as we have done for so many years, and then there's this move towards electric, and we know that at some point we won't be able to drive a petrol car anymore, so we know it's coming, there's electric there, but we still won't make the move because people don't like change, essentially, do they? And before everybody makes a big move to change to an electric car, they've got to be convinced by a lot of things. Mm. And so I probably made it sound like some kind of monster was going to be (laughs) arriving in my street. I think just because there are... A lot of misgivings out there about it. People don't know enough about electric yet, and they, they, they're going to have to learn. But you just think it's going to be something different. It isn't. It's different, but it's, it's so much better than I ever imagined. <laughs> it, from the moment I got in, I couldn't fault it. I couldn't, fa- even to the point where everybody talks about range phobia, don't they? Mm. they start, people think about electric cars, they think, oh, my God, I'm gonna, we're going to go on a long trip, and all we're going to worry about is the battery running down. And we don't want that stress. Well, mine rocked up, and I think it's got a range of 300 miles. It only had 75% of the battery. Mm. By the time I'd done the round trip to Henley, stopped off at mum and dad's for a cup of tea and a slice of Battenberg cake on the way back to London <laughs> and got back, I still had two, over 200 miles in the, in the left on the battery. So it's still working. It's, it's interesting that you've got a charging point um, outside your house now as well, and that just gives you that sense of, I guess, security, doesn't it? Because you, you can't charge at home. You can't necessarily have one on your house, but to know there's one outside the door, just reassuring, I guess, is it? Well, the irony being as well that they'd only just put that charger in on the lamppost near, right in front of my house, like the day before the Ford Mustang arrived. So it couldn't have come at a better time. Thank you. We arranged it. Thank you very much. Well done, Tom. What I want to know is how long would, if you had sort of a sort of 280, 300 mile range, how long would that last you if you're just pottering around? Is that a 10 days, two weeks, a week? Hey, listen, I hardly ever drive because in London, I cycle everywhere yeah. pretty much when I'm in London. I get the tube into Leicester Square to go and do the work on, you know, to work on heart. And I, and I come back and I cycle to the gym because it's too, mm. you know, you've got the ULEDs and everything else in London. You've got every... You could drive in though. against you. You, you can, can, drive you can in take that. your electric cars into... Oh. Yeah, it's, it's, um, you don't pay congestion charging, free parking in Westminster in an electric car. Which is why a lot of people buy a, a relatively cheap little electric runaround to be in London in, because it actually saves you money. It is a really big thing that does attract people, particularly that live in London, because the air quality is so rubbish, isn't it? So if you're going to have a car in a city, this is the one to have. Well, absolutely right. Uh, of course, you, it's gonna, you're going to be better off. And, but also, from a health point of view, I mean, I get asthma. I just did a, an article recently for the Mail about how, you know, how polluted London is and how it's affecting people and children mm-hmm. are getting more and more kids are getting asthma and, you know, bumping people up to electric has got to be the way forward. And there's something really quite satisfying and lovely about when I was driving along in my, what if that was a petrol car, that thing would be polluting, the, wouldn't mm-hmm. it? Every step of the way, you'd be chucking stuff out into the atmosphere. When you're driving past a crowd of kids or whatever and you're in that car and it's just cruising mm-hmm. along and you know in yourself that you aren't, damaging anyone or anything Mm -hmm. 
is a wonderfully fulfilling thing, isn't it's it? It's wonderful. My mum has chronic asthma as well. Mm. And then becoming a mum myself, they were part of the reasons that really made me probably embrace electric cars perhaps earlier than a lot of other people um, have done. You told because, me it was because they're really fast. OK, maybe that as well. Just a bit. Just a bit because <laughs> they're really fast. But listen, let, let me just... What, what I love, I'm going to play a clip now because you say something in this that really makes me laugh and it's the thing that everybody says when they get in an electric car for the first time. So let's, right, let's okay. listen to this. Right, I've just jumped inside. And... You know, immediately you've got this lovely sense of space and feel very high in this car. My other car is a little sports car, so you actually drop into it as opposed to this, you kind of climb into it and feel very kind of empowered. It's a beautiful looking interior, really nice, comfortable seats. But the next thing is to switch it on. Right, so apparently that is now, <laughs> the car <laughs> is now running. You wouldn't know, because it's just silent. This is the weirdest thing. So I'm just going to pop this into gear in a moment and, and set off. And there you go. It's always difficult knowing whether they're actually on or Isn't not. Isn't it a weird sensation? Yeah. Yes, it is quiet, but it's sort of, it's got a purr. Because obviously you hear the traction of the, t of the rubber against the road, yeah. you know, you don't, you know, and when you're going down the motorway, it's not completely silent, because obviously you hear that, don't you? But when you, just setting off, there is a sound, but it's just something you've never experience before when you've got in a petrol car you turn it on and you rev it up and you put your foot on the accelerator this thing you just put your foot on slightly on it and off it purrs down the street in all its glory just looking absolutely beautiful but it, it was that sense of oh yes is it on or not did that freak you <laughs> out did it feel really odd no do you know weirdly it didn't i just seemed to acclimatize to everything yeah. about mm. it quickly really really quickly i almost like and i've never driven one before I felt so at home in it, more at home than I do when I get into my car. That's and weird, this is something though. completely new. Almost like there's a premonition going on that I'm going to do this one day anyway. Yeah. So don't, don't be frightened about it. It's, this is the future. and There's something very exciting about grabbing onto that and, and going with the future. There's something, isn't there? Something quite lovely about that. Mm -hmm. Can I quickly ask you guys a question? Mm -hmm. And it's about... The way that technology is advancing and obviously electric cars and batteries and range and everything else are, are, are changing, you know, every month, every year. So if I buy an electric car now, won't it be sort of outdated 12 months down the line oh. and I'll be stuck with something that I can't sell or I don't want? That's a really, really good question. And there's, there's a couple of things going on. One, battery chemistry isn't jumping leagues and leads ahead. So in two years time, it's not going to have twice the range and twice the power. It's still going to be a usable 300 miles. The new ones aren't going to be 600 miles there's a limit to how much range people are going to put into batteries okay the other thing fine. is you can over the air update the software that allows your batteries to charge so when certain cars were launched what last year gin they had say a 77 kilowatt charging then you downloaded an update that allowed them to do 100 kilowatt charging it happened with volkswagens so they actually can upgrade the car you know like you download a, a software update for your mobile Yes. You do exactly the same thing with your car. So it allows it to charge quicker. Naturally, with the technology evolving very quickly, in five years' time, it will be a different playing field. Exactly. That's what I thought. So it won't make the car useless, but it will and make it less current. And, and you'll pay more for all those as well. There's a company called Fisker who's coming out with an electric car, and it's a really clever model because what you do, you'll pay about 
£33,500 for the base model, which is a really nice luxury mm. SUV. But then you'll pay for all these over-the-air updates. So mm. it's going to be a really different way right. of, of buying and choosing cars. Would you be able to trade in a car, really? Yeah, there's a, there's a, well, I mean, at the moment, there's a massive market for used electric cars. We've got colleagues who are running, like, really old um, Nissan Leafs. There's still a market for them. Listen... We know that you're a DJ, right? So you, music and sound is all really important to you. And one of the best places to listen to music, in my opinion, is in a car because it's just a, the perfect environment for it. Do you do that as well? Well, I think that the, the nice thing about driving is that, and I normally drive on my own. It's, as I say, it's only, I've only got a two-seater normally. And I love being in my own world. And that's the one time you have to yourself. And it's the one time I have to go through tunes as well. So if I'm going to be playing a set somewhere and I've downloaded or dumped a whole load of maybe 20 new dance tracks or something on my phone, you know, and hooking up in the Mustang was so seamless and effortless navigating around the whole sound system. And actually this thing was just so easy. That's Ford Sync 4. It's beautiful. Sync 4 is the way forward. Let's listen to what you made of the sound system though. What does it sound like? We'll play a tune. So let's get one on and see what we think. Let's turn it up a little bit. See what this thing can do. That is pretty good. I'm getting a few funny looks now from neighbours in my street. I've actually parked up to do this. <laughs> What's that? Where's that noise coming from? It's coming from Club Mackey, by the way. <laughs> Club Mackey! <laughs> so what you... You know, no, and it's weird because they, I do this thing on, on my... On the breakfast every morning, which is uh, school run ravers, and loads of people really getting into it. And so people text me from their cars. You get all the mums and dads taking their kids to school, and the mums and dads are reliving their rave days. And the kids are kind of being educated in dance music, and they all text in saying, "Hi, we're in Club Ionic, or in Club IS4, or in we're in Club Yaris, we're in Club." Fer and so, and that's quite a big part of the whole thing is what car you're in. And then we have this big. I let off this klaxon when somebody's actually said, "We've converted to an electric." So I had somebody on Tuesday saying, after the bank holiday last week, saying, Toby, not only have we just discovered you, but we're also just, we've retuned to you, but we're also just converted to an electric car. And we're in, a, we're in a Club E. And it's like, wow. And everybody gets quite excited about it. And I get excited for them. And I say, I've driven an electric car. I know why you're so buzzing. You know what we're doing next week? We're going to phone we're, in. We're phoning into Toby's <laughs> show, because we are. <laughs> you are going to be official school run yeah. ravers. Oh, meeting. it'll be Proud a little bit of light, the, light We both do the school run, don't we? Yeah, we, yeah, yeah. We're, we're both, bit, we're both regulars on that. Um, right, let's just go back a bit to, to the drive, actually, because we've touched Ooh. a bit on, you know, the performance and, and the fact that they are really quick. But let's just hear what you actually made of it when you did get your foot down. My <laughs> God. Does this thing go when you put your foot down? I don't know if that's indicative of all electric cars, but I mean, the torque, the brake horsepower when it kicks in on this mother of a car is phenomenal. It really is. Not that I've been speeding. Caveat. <laughs> I was 70 miles an hour all the way down that M4 to Henley, I'll have you know, before anyone stops. You notice it though, don't you? Oh, you, you do. And because it's quiet, it's an incredible thing to experience. Mm. That when you just put it down and off it goes. And that's quite a big car as well, but there's a hell of a lot of brake horsepower behind that. And that's one of the things I thought electric cars weren't like that. I thought electric cars would take ages to get up to speed. I don't know why mm. I thought that, but my God, did it change my whole 
view on them. Electric's really good at acceleration and less good at sort of super high top speeds. Mm -hmm. So it's the opposite with petrol. So they have to work a lot harder to get the car moving and then they're better at top speed. But electric is really punchy between sort of zero and 70. Which is kind of why you need it, really. Which is what you yes. need. The problem with that is if you boot it, they do tend to drop their range quite significantly. So if you constantly accelerate really hard, you'll like in a petrol car or diesel car, if you're doing that all the time, you will affect your mm. range. Yeah. But you actually didn't right. seem to have too much of a problem with that, did you? No, I didn't. And also the other thing is I thought that what happens if you, and this applies to again what I said before about people getting range phobia. And if you're on a long trip on a Friday night or something and you, what about if you get stuck in traffic, you know, and you stop starting the whole time, that would use petrol. Yeah, it doesn't up. with electric. It doesn't use battery no, up, does it? It doesn't. I'm going to move us back now to sound, but not the, not the sound system, not the tunes. <laughs> I want to talk about the sound of cars. So we've already determined that electric cars are quiet. But not everybody thinks they should be quiet. And as you are our sound guru, do you give electric cars a fake sound or do you not? Did you notice the sound in the Mackie when you really got it up to speed? It has a fake sound, which is meant to kind of sound a bit like an engine. Let's just remind you uh, the artificial sound that's being created for the Mackie. So it's kind of it's like weird. an engine, but not. It's like a digital Completely engine. Completely artificial. It doesn't need to be there. But they, they, there's this huge discussion yeah. about should electric cars have sounds? As I said to you before, I, when I first turned it on and got over the whole thing of like, oh, my God, is it, am I, is it actually yeah. on or not? Because it was so quiet. But then when, it, when you just put your foot down and it purrs a bit, and then when you're going at 70 miles an hour on the motorway, well, you've got the rubber, you've got the, tra the friction anyway on the road. And I thought that was the sound of the car. But there is... Maybe that's it. And when you hear that, that is a proper, mm, a proper that's, quite mm -hmm. a, that's quite an engine sound out there. And I quite like that. I quite like the that. The interesting thing is they use a bit of that to sort of cancel out some of the uncooler noises. So, you know, some of the white noise of driving and the, the wind noise that you'd get and you'd hear because there's no engine noise. Mm. They put that little kind of bassy purr in so that that's what you hear rather than like the whoosh of the mm -hmm. air. And is that something that they're going to play with, that you can have more or less Oh, yeah. Toby Anstis, we have a thing for you now. Yes. On that very subject. Da, da, da. We've got some noises we're going to play you, right? Yeah. And you've got to identify, out of these four, which one is not an electric car. All right. Let's hear exhibit A. And this is exhibit B. Look at his face. Toby's gobsmacked. <laughs> and let's listen to a third piece of music. And finally, exhibit D. Don't forget, Toby, that three of those are real cars that you can go out and buy now. And only one of them is... Yeah, the other one's an aeroplane, isn't it? The oh, other one's we're aeroplane. not telling you. <laughs> I don't know. No, no. Could this be a red herring? Could they actually all be electric cars? They're not cars? all electric cars, I promise you. That's amazing. So which one do you think was the faker? Yeah. 
Well, I think the third one's definitely an aeroplane. No! The third one's an aeroplane. It's kind of an aeroplane. Sounded like a blimmin' 737 taking <laughs> off that thing, did. Those jets revving up. Okay, should we go through them for you? Let, let's play the first one again. We'll tell you what it is. This is actually... A Porsche Taycan. And if, if you listen, the only reason I can tell you it's a Taycan, as well as the noise, is because it changes gear and it's one of the very few electric cars that has a two-speed gearbox. That's a Taycan. That is quite something. That really does make a roar. Yeah. It sounds like an See, Aston. I thought this would be the one that would get you a second sound. It is a Fiat 500 electric. And I hate it more than and, life itself. But you know, let me tell you, though, this sound, Toby, was designed, composed by a guy called Nino Rota, or Rota. He's Italian. I'm, my Italian's not good. Your Italian would be better than mine. Um, he composed also the, the soundtracks for The Godfather. Oh my God! I was going to say it's like Jean-Michel yeah, Jarre. Yeah. He's incredible. Like He's like but a John Williams. But they're doing all of that in yeah. BMW. They, they, Ginny, you were telling me earlier. BMW. They got um, Hans Zimmer. Hans Zimmer. Hans Zimmer's doing the BMW sound. So Hans Zimmer. Yeah, Hans Zimmer from The Lion King and Hans Pirates Zimmer of the Caribbean. Did the keys to my Bimmer? Did the new? Did, oh, I've done that wrong. I've completely. <laughs> what are you trying to say? I was going to say Hans Zimmer did the noise to my Bimmer. Which would only land with people very from the good. 90s. Is it good? Are you being polite there, Toby? Very Is it good. very good? But he did. The keys he to my beamer in a rush. I give the keys to my car. Okay, keys no. to my right, so let's get let's listen to the one that you think. Uh, so this is you pick number three. It's an aeroplane, I'm sorry. It's, That's it, a that is a it's jet. The Millennium, it's the Millennium Falcon. Millennium Falcon. Millennium Falcon. <laughs> What? And I'm such a big Star Wars fan. But I was right in saying it was an Agamemnon. Yeah. And then uh, we won't bother with the last one again because it was did go on a bit. Um, it's the sound of one of the very earliest electric mm. cars, the Renault Zoe. And so it's just a little bit boring. So they've got more creative as time goes on. So by next year, we'll be having full orchestras playing as your car drives down the road. Will you have an option in your car? To sound, a you can have way. it sounding so you any way you want. You know, it's Monday morning. I think we'll want it to sound like an orchestra. Yep. Or yeah. Tuesday, I want it to make it sound the, like ACD. You can already yeah. do that, but the um, the manufacturers have chosen, you know, specific sounds for their cars. But there is no reason why you couldn't have your car sounding any yep. which way you want. You'd be so sad though, wouldn't you, driving around in your lovely Nissan Leaf, but actually you've got it tuned up <laughs> to sound like a Ferrari <laughs> GTO. <laughs> in your Kia Sportage, sound like a Ferrari. Yeah, that's not going to work, is it? So. Um, well, you've been electrified for a bit, haven't you? Mm. Um, so Tom mm. and I reckon you must be something of an expert. Oh, here we go. So we've got a little quiz for you, another quiz, because we like quizzes. Um, as I'm sure you know, Toby, because I'm sure you check this first thing every morning when you make a cup of tea before you go on air, uh, together with Green Flag, we have a word of the day. Word of the day. Oh, Tom, yes. we, we don't have that theme tune with it. Tom just likes to sing that. So what we're going to do is to make sure... <laughs> I love that. Word of the day. I don't love that to much. That, and that's why I sing it. So <laughs> what we wanted to do is to see if you've been paying attention to the whole electric thing. We're going to give you the description of a common electric car term, and all you've got to do is pick the right answer, right? Okay. So, drum roll oh, for gosh. our word of the day, please. Uh, Toby Anstis, which of the following is a term for a car that is powered by a battery and nothing else? Is it A, a HEV? Is it B, a BEV? Or is it C, a PHEV, a FEV? Now, this is a hard one. A Hev, a Bev, or a Fev? I think, is it Hev? 
No. <laughs> it's not. You do, you do not get a gold star. You don't get the gold star. It's Bev. It's it is. Bev. It is Bev. Back. No, I need. Sorry, you misheard me. <laughs> Bev with a B, guys. Yes. Was that a glitch on the mic? Something wrong with your mics or your technical setup, you know. It's it's Bev. It's Bev. Begins B for battery. So just for clarity, A is hybrid electric vehicle, B is battery electric vehicle, and a C is a plug in hybrid electric vehicle. Only one of those oh. is an electric vehicle, the others are not. Yeah, the other ones are kind of fakers. Um, now, do remember, everyone, that the great thing about Green Flag is that if you're unlucky enough to break down or get a puncture, they will send a specialist from your closest garage to come and give you a hand. Ginny? Yes? Will they do that both in the day and the night? They will do that in the day or in the night, Tom. Don't panic. You'll be covered for those late-night runs to the kebab shop. Brilliant. Now, we've got one final clip that I just want to play for you because it's needed time for us to go. So let's um, let's find out how you felt at the end of your Mustang Mackey experience. Driving around in this um, in this beautiful Ford Mustang Mackey has been an actual revelation. And um, I mean, I always knew that a Ford Mustang was going to be a fun one to drive, and they look great. But an electric one, it's even more fun than driving a petrol version. <gasps> Wow. Right, that's heresy, but I like it. You liked it, didn't you? Did you, you really think that? Yes, I do, because I think it's something new that I, that I want to embrace because of all the great things about electric. And, you know, we're going to have to do it. And I think, as I said to you before, I like to be there to, to embrace it. You, you feel like you're doing something good. Plus the fact that it's even the interior looks better than any petrol yeah. car I've been in. The exterior looks better than any petrol car I've been in. It sounds and feels and roars down the motorway like no other car I've driven, you know, with that purr. Means it, I'm an absolute convert and it was something really special to do. And I thank you very much for <laughs> oh. giving that chance to use it. I mean, that's right. I didn't want to let that car go. I it was really quite emotional saying goodbye to it. Oh. I'd go, <laughs> I was like, right, I want to get one, but I need something more practical. Size we can wise. help. So can I'm going to, you, you know, where to come. I'll have a little, little look at electrifying.com and have a, and see what see what I can go because I'm much that I love my Mercedes SLK. I've had it. Don't laugh. It's not a hairdresser's car either. It's a very lovely car. <laughs> I don't feel I need that anymore. What I do think I need to do is get an electric car and just stay with one and never go back and get used to that and get real with that. And that experience has done that for me. So that's magic. That right, is magic. Do you, you want to know something we actually have to do now officially? So we have to say to you, I'm not going to actually bet on you saying no now. No. But as they say in the police dramas for the yeah. benefit of the tape, Toby Anstis, <laughs> would you be considering an electric car for your next vehicle? Yes. Yeah. Oh, that is brilliant. It. it will. And I'm not saying it wouldn't have been if I'd not driven the Mustang, but that does. Really? That felt really heartfelt. You really heartfelt. I did it. I oh, got it in. Oh, you got heartfelt. <laughs> It, that go. felt like you really actually connected with that and it made a difference to how you felt about electric cars. I did connect for it. It didn't just make me feel better about electric cars. It made me feel better about myself. <laughs> I, don't, I don't say that lightly. I think just because, you know, I do get asthma and even lately the pollution, the air quality in London is absolutely awful. And if we can all get to that point where you have that almost epiphany, 
and think, right, that's it. I'm never going to go back. I'm going to go with electric and there are enough cars out there to choose from and this is the way forward, then great. Because not only you'll feel good about driving it, but we all won't get mm. so wheezy. Good reasoning. Because <laughs> we'll uh -huh. breathe in better air. So, all, you know, you see what I mean? So why, on earth, why would I want to go? Why on earth, after everything I've said and health-wise, why on earth would I want to go and buy another that's petrol? Brilliant. five. That's, that seems like the perfect point, I think, to end this week's podcast. Toby Anstis, thank you. Me. You've been brilliant, mate. You have been an absolute star. And thank you so much for breaking your electric car virginity with electrifying.com. It's a, it's a pleasure. I'd have done oh, it with no one else. Thank you. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> and and uh, let us know what you get. We, we're excited to know. <laughs> nice one. I will. You're going you're gonna to help me. I, absolutely. Get we'll, we'll be we'll, there for we'll you, Toby. Don't tests. worry. So that's it for this week. Thank you for listening. And if you've enjoyed hearing about Toby's first time, and let's face what? it, we never forget our first time, do we? Uh, please do like and subscribe and share so we can spread the word Tom Stop Laughing. <laughs> and if you want to know more about electric cars, we have everything you need to know about making the switch and choosing the best electric car for you over at electrifying.com. And Toby, we will help you buy your next electric vehicle. So from all of us, goodbye. Thank Bye. you very much. Bye. Bye.